Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 115. One of the things we'll notice, I think, today as we read through our passages uh, from Proverbs and Romans is that another aspect of how we ought to live our lives that's connected to wisdom is grace. That those who have wisdom often are also people who learn to be gracious. And that graciousness is seen in how we use our words and how we care for people and how we treat people and how we uh, deal with people who are different than us. And so let's have a look at Proverbs 14 and 15 as well as Romans chapter 14 and see gracious wisdom on display. Proverbs chapter 14. Every wise woman has built her household, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. The one who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but the one who is perverted in his ways despises him. In the speech of a fool is a rod for his back, but the words of the wise protect them. Where there are no oxen, the feeding trough is clean, but an abundant harvest is produced by strong oxen. A truthful witness does not lie, but a false witness breathes out lies. The scorner sought wisdom, there was none, but understanding was easy for a discerning person. Walk abreast with a foolish person, and do not understand wise counsel, and you do not understand wise counsel. The wisdom of the shrewd person is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deception. Fools mock at reparation, but among the upright there is favor. The heart knows its own bitterness, and with its joy no one else can share. The household of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is the way that leads to death. Even in laughter the heart may ache, and the end of joy may be grief. The backslider will be paid back from his own ways, but a good person will be rewarded for his. A naive person will believe anything, but the shrewd person discerns his steps. A wise person is cautious and turns from evil, but a fool throws off restraint and is overconfident. A person who has a quick temper will do foolish things, and a person with crafty schemes will be hated. The naive will have inherited folly, but the shrewd will be crowned with knowledge. Bad people have bowed down before good people, and wicked people have bowed at the gates of someone righteous. A poor person will be disliked even by his neighbors, but those who love the rich are many. The one who despises his neighbor sins, but whoever is kind to the needy is blessed. Do not those who devise evil go astray, but those who plan good exhibit faithful covenant love. In all hard work there is profit, but merely talking about it only brings poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the folly of fools is folly. A truthful witness rescues lives, but one who testifies falsely betrays them. In the fear of the Lord one has strong confidence, and it will be a refuge for his children. The fear of the Lord is like a life-giving fountain to turn people from deadly snares. A king's glory is the abundance of people, 
but the lack of subjects is the ruin of a ruler. Someone with great understanding is slow to anger, but the one who has a quick temper exalts folly. A tranquil spirit revives the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. The one who oppresses the poor has insulted his creator, but whoever honors him shows favor to the needy. An evil person will be thrown down through his wickedness, but a righteous person takes refuge in his integrity. Wisdom rests in the heart of the discerning. It is not known, it is not known in the inner parts of fools. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. The king shows favor to a wise servant, but his wrath falls on the one who acts shamefully. A gentle response turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. The tongue of the wise treats knowledge correctly, but the mouth of the fool spouts out folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on those who are evil and those who are good. Speech that heals is like a life-giving tree, but a perverse speech breaks the spirit. A fool rejects his father's discipline, but whoever heeds reproof shows good sense. In the house of the righteous is abundant wealth, but the income of the wicked will be ruined. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but not so the heart of fools. The Lord abhors the sacrifice of the wicked, but the prayer of the upright pleases him. The Lord abhors the way of the wicked, but he will love those who pursue righteousness. Severe discipline is for the one who abandons the way. The one who hates reproof will die. Death and destruction are before the Lord. How much more the hearts of humans. The scorner will not love one who corrects him. He will not go to the wise. A joyful heart makes the face cheerful, but by a painful heart the spirit is broken. The discerning mind seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on folly. All the days of the afflicted are bad, but one with a cheerful heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth and turmoil with it. Better a meal of vegetables where there is love than a fattened ox where there is hatred. A quick-tempered person stirs up dissension, but one who is slow to anger calms a quarrel. The way of the sluggard is like a hedge of thorns, but the path of the upright is like a highway. A wise, a wise child brings joy to his father, but a foolish person despises his mother. Folly is a joy to the one who lacks sense, but one who has understanding follows an upright course. Plans fail when there is no counsel, but with abundant advisors they are established. A person has joy in giving an appropriate answer and a word at the right time, how good it is. The path of life is upward for the wise person to keep him from going downward to Sheol. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but may he maintains the boundaries of the widow. The Lord abhors the plans of the wicked, but pleasant words are pure. The one who is greedy for gain troubles his household, but whoever hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous considers how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. A bright look brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the body. The person who hears the reproof that leads to life is at home among the wise. The one who refuses correction despises himself, but whoever listens to reproof acquires understanding. 
The fear of the Lord provides wise instruction, and before honor comes humility. And there we have, again, these continuing comparisons. And I hope you see throughout those comparisons, too, the way that God is saying that wisdom should produce a humility in us. It should produce a desire in us to show mercy, to show kindness, to not take advantage of those who are weak, and to care about the justice that God cares about. And we'll see this again also in Romans chapter 14. Romans 14. Now receive the one who is weak in the faith, and do not have disputes over differing opinions. One person believes in eating everything, but the weak person eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not despise the one who does not, and the one who abstains must not judge the one who eats everything, for God has accepted him. Who are you to pass judgment on another's servant? Before his own master he stands or falls. And he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person regards one day holier than other days, and another regards them all alike. Each must be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day does it for the Lord. The one who eats, eats for the Lord because he gives thanks to God. And the one who abstains from eating abstains for the Lord, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself, and none dies for himself. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he may be the Lord of both the dead and the living. But you who eat vegetables only, why do you judge your brother or sister? And you who eat everything, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God. Therefore, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, we must not pass judgment on one another, but rather determine never to place an obstacle or a trap before a brother or sister. I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean in itself. Still, it is unclean to the one who considers it, unclean. Now, I'm just going to pause here for a second and give a little instruction. This clean and unclean thing, we've read this before in the Old Testament, if you've been reading along in every one of these episodes. And basically, God had said there were certain foods that were clean, you could eat them, and certain foods that were unclean, they were not allowed to be eaten. Jesus, and then through the Apostle Paul as well, um, uh, sorry, Peter, through Peter, uh, and then also came to Paul, made it clear that these laws were no longer in place, these ceremonial laws, and that God had made all things clean because Jesus came to make it clean. And so Paul here is saying some people were struggling because they felt like they needed to follow those laws still, and others were saying, no, you didn't have to. And Paul's trying to say, rather than judge each other and condemn each other for your different practices here, show grace to each other. Show grace to each other and don't condemn each other in these matters, but rather extend grace to the other rather than saying that your way must be the way. So let's continue and see what the Paul continues to say about this. Verse 15 of chapter 14. For if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy by your food someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you consider good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God does not consist of food and drink, 
but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For the one who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by people. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for building up one another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food, for although all things are clean, it is wrong to cause anyone to stumble stumble by what you eat. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith you have, keep to yourself before God. Blessed is the one who does not judge himself by what he approves. But the man who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not do so from faith, and whatever is not from faith is sin. And so again, we just see here the Apostle Paul making it very clear that rather than condemn someone who does things a little differently than us, on these issues that aren't central to the gospel, that are not central to uh, what God says we should clearly not do, when there's room for, in a sense, a difference, Paul says the controlling factor should be love for our brother and sister, and therefore grace, to be gracious and not condemning. And that's the way of wisdom. That's the way of wisdom, to show grace to each other as God has shown it to us. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. 